0: The Five Elements of Letting Go, the podcast. Discussing mental health openly and freely and learning tools and techniques to find peace. Hello and welcome to The Five Elements of Letting Go. I'm Dr. Jared McCollum. My guest today is Christy Wright-Shell. Now, Christy is... One of my favorite people on the planet, I met her over 10 years ago. Uh, She was instructing stand-up paddle boarding on a houseboat trip. We went on a yoga houseboat trip. (laughs) So we went with this group of yogis uh, out to the uh, um, Okanagan area and they got together. uh, Hallie Love got together this awesome uh, couple of houseboats and we did yoga every morning together at night and we just had a great party. And one of the people she brought along was Christy and Christy brought her boards and her expertise and uh, uh, taught me how to paddleboard. And ever since then, we've all always kind of stuck together. We visit her out in Vancouver. We've um, Every time she's coming to the outdoor show in Calgary, we've joined up with her and helped her out and got in the pool there with her to demo boards and stuff. She's just a fantastic person, and I really respect her. She's always got such a good positive energy. She's so good with people. She just, when you're around her, just builds this trust and this peace around here. And I, I just think she's amazing. And so when I decided to do the podcast, I knew she was someone that I wanted to have on it and to discuss things with. Now, um, a little bit about Christy. She Not only is she a yoga instructor, and she's very well known in the Vancouver area, Um She's a stand-up paddleboard instructor and uh, instructor-instructor. So she's certified by Paddle Canada to train people in um, stand-up paddleboarding so they can become uh, teachers and instructors themselves. The other cool thing she does is she does, um, uh, like, if you go to justaddwater.com or .ca, I'll I'll put it in the description. Um, She does... Uh, the she at a hotel in Vancouver in their pool. She has these mats, these like big rectangular mats that she teaches yoga and a workout on, and it's another fantastic thing that she does. But uh, I just love how she works with people and just the peace she carries with her. I think she's a great leader, and she's also on the um, uh, the national uh, um, paddleboard racing and surfing team. So. Uh, she made that at the age of 39 <laughs> don't want to give away her age but she's uh, accomplished a lot and to you know make the team at that age is pretty impressive she's still on there she wants to try out again next year the season got canceled because of covid and the pandemic but uh she's pretty dang accomplished in everything that she does and i think she's a fantastic person so i'm great to have her with us here um One thing I must apologize to Christy and to our listeners, the first two minutes of the podcast are missing. So we missed my introduction, which I just did now. But the first question I asked her is how she feels about the state of mental health in the world today and especially with everything going on. So we missed, I think, like the first 15 seconds of her answer, but it's right here right after and um, uh, we'll pick up from where she left off. And the rest of the podcast is all there for you to enjoy. Thank you so much for being patient with me. I am uh, not much of an audiophile. And I am, um, um, was much of a Luddite for most of my life. So I'm learning all this stuff as best I can. And working with what I got. So uh, without uh, further delay, here's Christy. She's fantastic. You're going to love this podcast, everyone. Thank you so much.
1: Say more and more it's becoming more prevalent that it's more common, more, um, I guess the vulnerability aspect of people sharing a bit more about their own experiences has increased, but I still feel there's, we have have a long way to go. I don't, I feel like a lot of people still wear that mask and that shield of, of armor. And unfortunately that armor crumbles from the inside um, rather than the outside and allowing people to see what's going on within you is um, is a whole other aspect and I think our society in general is is better but maybe um, unsure how to approach it how to you know say to someone and check in with them like hey are you okay And everyone's gonna say yeah I'm good and we kind of brush over what's going on within us and we all do it, to your point. It's something we all we all have a mental body, we all have a physical body, and we deal with them in different ways. And I think our for me, through the physical act of yoga, it's becoming more and more clear that their mental aspect is a much bigger facet, a much bigger piece to the whole. Um, it's how I got more into how I am in my mind versus how I am just in my body and the two correlate quite closely. But yeah, I think that society is a grander picture with mental health. I think we have a lot of work to do still and just opening up to one another and being available for each other both by opening up from our own vulnerability helps others see that it's okay mm-hmm. and that you know everyone has read a story whether through social media, um whether online somewhere about someone going through something we watch a television show we watch a movie and we can relate there's relatable pieces but until we're face to face with someone then we feel like oh i have to look a certain way or feel perfect about how i set myself up i think it it detracts from that experience and we need time with people one-on-one where we feel safe in an environment to do that and gifting people that space as i think I know you do in the spaces and the places that you've worked in and the work that you do. And as I work to create a a safe and sacred space for those that I've worked with as well um, to feel welcome to take that step, maybe not right away, but know that there is a a space to come into. And I think that's really key for, for everyone, Mm -hmm. whether it's in your home or your work or um, out in your, your lifestyle life, whether it's just out on the water or, out on a walk with a friend.
2: Mm-hmm. You know, it's
0: interesting. I find, you know, sometimes with patients, it takes time for them to, you know, open up and feel safe enough to talk about their mental health or stresses they're going through. But then there's other times I find I can sit, you know, a patient will sit down right across from me and within five or 10 seconds, they're bawling and yeah. everything's out there. Do you, do you find that as well with, you know, yoga and SUP?
1: Yeah, I'd say... With yoga, I probably would experience more people right away. They feel like the space is is available. You set the tone, and and to your point, some people are just like, "Oh, I feel I feel safe, and I can just let this out." And that maybe they've been weighing it on their back for a long time, and now they're they're ready. They're ready to let it go. Um, I think on the water, it's it's a slower progress, um, but a really amazing piece because. They're, they're doing their own work while they're out on the water. So first they're learning. They're going through that physical learning. And then once they get attuned to their body, their mind then like hovers to the landscape and what's happening around them. And, and they start to settle a little more. And what often comes up with on the ocean is fears and anxieties with water.
0: I was going to say that, yeah.
1: So people... They, they're they drawn to the water and I'm, I've am i been doing my own reading right now about this is they're drawn to it we're all drawn to water for this sort of innate feeling but we also all have our own fears and anxieties about water I myself when I was 8 or 9 years old almost drowned in a, behind the boat on a knee board oh, I was boy. strapped in too tight the board flipped over I couldn't get out and someone had to dive in the water and, and rescue me oh my me. god yeah And that locked into my memory. And I didn't know for years that that existed. But I never put my head underwater. I never wanted to be under the water. It was a fearful place. Being in the water caused me a lot of anxiety. And then I watched Blue Crush. I'm going to sidebar a little bit, but I watched Blue Crush. And I wanted to learn to surf. Well, what do you have to do if you're going to go in the ocean? Well, you're going to have to go underwater. You're going to have to take some waves on the head. And you're going to get tumbled and rolled around. And I definitely personally went through ve- varying degrees of highs and lows and, and lows of anxiety, like just wild rides of emotions that I couldn't pinpoint where they would come from. I'd, I'd get tumbled and tossed and I'd run out of the ocean, sit on the beach and just be broken, like bawling, releasing. Mm-hmm. And at one point I had an experience where my mind went right back to being underwater And not being able to breathe, not being able to come up on my own. And the fear had locked in. And it was through the practice of building my skill sets on the water, knowing all the safety measures, sort of doing a little bit of this. I feel good about, okay, if I get into this situation, I can get out. And then just going through it time and time again, but also with skills. So it's like learning these tools that I could then use every time uh, that situation would come up. A big one for me has been breathing. So I talk about this in my yoga practice all the time. People don't breathe. And we we exchange oxygen, we're breathing right now, you and I are we're alive, we're talking that breath is moving. But are we actually breathing consciously? And we are and we aren't. And the more I've learned about breath and And funny enough, right in front of me right now, I've picked up this book. I don't know if you've heard of it, but it's called Breath. And it was shown to me. Oh, have you? Yeah. (laughs) And my friend just shared it with me. I literally just picked it up today. Wow, that's cool. I'm so excited to read it. Um, But I've been practicing pranayama since um, COVID started and with my teacher online. And just to bring it back to sort of current situation, I didn't realize how much stress and anxiety I was building in the background and you know whether it's finances or other things that are happening you you need to take that time to build your skill set and build those tools and so I just took the time to sit and breathe for 30 minutes every day consciously in different ways um, different styles of breath different styles of breath work and it's amazing how much that created both for my physical body, but especially for my mental body.
0: You know, it's really interesting. Within Chinese medicine, we have the uh, the water element. The organs are kidney and bladder.
2: Mm.
0: And so emotionally, the emotion is fear. Right. So fear and water and kidney, I know they're all connected with that. And what's really interesting within Chinese medicine, we... When we have a patient that has difficulty breathing, we ask, is there an issue with the exhalation? So breathing out, if it's difficult, it's a lung issue. If we have difficulty breathing in, that's a kidney issue.
1: Interesting.
0: So when someone has a hard time getting that deep breath and because when the kidneys are weak, they can't grasp that breath and pull it down and, and get that deep breath. So there's right. this huge connection between fear and, you know, your deep breath and proper breathing, all within, uh, you know, that, that connection within the five elements. And the great hurt, the thing that sets off this system more than anything, is uh, shock and uncertainty. Right. <laughs> so the connection with the breath, it's just, it's amazing how when, yeah. we, when we're going through all of this stuff, especially today with... You know, the thing that I find as I've been able to open up the clinic again, you know, every patient that's coming in is dealing with fear. And it's not outright fear of something that's happening. It's the uncertainty of just not knowing where things are going. Like we've always dealt with things, but it's always been like, you know, oh, there's this natural disaster or that problem or this. And it's something we know we can fix And we know what to do. But this still has not ended.
1: (laughs) Well, and there is no, we don't have the the solution. We don't have the, this is the fix it. Mm -hmm. We're kind of navigating what it is. But we can really fl- like flow in and out of, oh, I feel really good about where we're going, and I feel not so good about where we're going. And depending <laughs> on where you live, <laughs> that's going to yeah. flex a lot more.
2: Yeah.
1: Um, and also in your in your certain circumstance, I'm sure some, I know in, in my world, people I work with, not everyone has their jobs back. And like, where's my finances coming from? Mm-hmm. And like you said, reopening your clinic, and I haven't fully reopened our studio yet, and there's there's lots of uncertainty. And so that makes a lot of sense. And that's really fascinating to know.
0: Mm hmm. So with yourself, you know, nearly drowning and, and then now facing that fear to become truly a, a real life mermaid you know? <laughs> <laughs> Who's, who, who has so much confidence and, you know, Again, we can never control the water, but you know how to ride and work with the water. And so, is all that come for you? like So, within the five elements letting go, the the system I use, it's all about... Like, every extreme emotion has a synergistic expression. And fear, its synergistic expression is courage. And it's interesting that any... Anytime anyone has done anything courageous, it's always been preceded by fear. It, it one doesn't come without the other. Yeah. To do yeah. something, you know, uh, you know, without fear preceding it, it's not courageous. It's it's stupid. Right. <laughs> you know, you're just right. do, you're just doing crazy <laughs> things for adrenaline's sake. But when right. we when we recognize this is something that I fear or something that I know will be difficult or challenging. But instead of, because we think there's only two options, we can repress fear and bury it deep inside of us, or we can express a ton of fear, and that just paralyzes us and shuts us down. But what happens is that that signal of fear is just this uh, energy that is provided for us. And now, you know, if we repress it, it makes us sick internally with that energy. If we express too much, it causes external problems, but the middle road is to transform that energy into action and that that expression of courage is that tool to help us use that energy to make change in our life to improve things but also get us out of that situation right you know so with yourself what helped you to develop courage was it was it just learning all the tools and techniques or how did you get over that initial when you finally made that connection of that drown almost drowning to the ocean
1: yeah i think I, I mean I truly believe it's through the work between so it, it's pushing outside the boundary and exactly what you're saying it's like pushing just outside enough that that you're not being reckless but you're you're pushing it and then you might retract a little bit oh what I learn in that situation so I'd go surfing and I'd fall off and I'd tumble underwater and then I'd come up afraid not able to take the inhale <gasps> what happens next get to the beach flush it like just let the emotion go through and then the realization that oh i'm still here so there's that the original fear i think was i'm dying i'm going to die that's mm-hmm. like it, i went right to the you know as a kid you don't know you're just going there you can't take a breath of lo- of air Mm-hmm. That's it, your mental strength just goes okay that's we're done here, and I think in repeating that action time and time again that every time I go out, and I definitely still face moments where i'm out there and i and I am mental talking to myself of you're okay and you're safe. Do what you know that you know how to do, like really going back to the fundamentals i'm okay, I know how to swim, I can get from A to B. And that will, that will make the difference. I think the other aspect is surrounding yourself with the support system and the network that, you know, going with other paddlers, going out, uh, not on your own, just builds that confidence within yourself. And kind of to your point, I, I take people on the water all the time. Mm-hmm. So I'm their confidence, Yeah, but someone was that for me as well. And my husband is definitely that person who's been there through that transition of a lot of anxiety, a lot of breakdowns into breakthroughs, the realization, oh, I I am okay. And someone's here to support me through it. And going back to sort of our first, like sitting with someone, it's was one thing to just have your mental instabilities and then replay that wiring over and over again, but then you're just sitting in it. But if you can channel it somewhere, Sometimes it's just outward, write it down, say it out loud. But then when you say it to someone and you get some feedback, you have the, a moment to realign and kind of reassess. And I have lots of times I'll share stories of my own experience or readings in my classes and people will say after class, wow, that really that really stuck with me or really struck me. It's not going to strike everyone in the same way. Even us talking about this now, whoever's listening, is what we say will land only in what that person knows to this point Mm -hmm. because they're still growing into who they're going to be. We all are. And so as we transition, we learn more and we grow more and we learn more and we grow more. Then we might have something happen and we fall back into a fear or an anxiety or a stressful situation. I can personally say I have a lot of that going on right now, both with family being ill and not being able to travel and go visit um we I watch my mental body fluctuate in and out of those rhythms and the more we practice the and use our tools and your your elements are I've only just started
2: oh yeah okay. the system <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: but I am in it and and it's watching what happens and finding the gaps between okay where am I now and where am I going mm-hmm. and and how am I in this moment as opposed to we I think easily as human beings, we jump so far into the future or we go way back into the
2: past. Yeah.
1: We have a really hard time staying present. And that's why often we, we say things like, oh, one day at a time, but we often don't mean it. Yes. <laughs> we're, <laughs> we're thinking way past or way future in either direction. And the more present we get, we realize you know, we are safe and we are okay. And this is what we can do right now mm-hmm. before we move into that next phase.
0: Yeah, It's so interesting. I always tell patients and I bring it up in the course that, you know, humans are incredible time travelers. <laughs> yes. and, and when I bring that up with people like in live courses, they're like, they give me this puzzled look and I'm like, yeah. think about it. You know, you spend so much time in your head in the past or the future. And you spend so little time in the moment. And the problem is, is when you spend, you know, your time in the past well, that just leads to depression because you're looking back at the things and how they worked out and, oh, I shouldn't have done that. Or I'm, why did I do this? Or why did that end? But if you look to the future too much, then it's all anxiety mm-hmm. and it's all, oh, is this going to happen or that's going to happen? And, you know, I always tell the story of like little kids, you know, little kids are always what's, you know, when they're very small, they're very good at being in the moment. Mm -hmm. But once they, you know, get over like, you know, three to four in that range, it's all about when's my birthday, when's Christmas, when's this. And they're (laughs) always looking. And, you know, we get older and we're like, okay, you know, I can't wait for my first kiss. I I can't wait till I get my license. I can't wait till I graduate. You know, when I get married, that's when life is going to begin and life will be really be where it needs to be. And (laughs) when I have a kid, well, then I'll finally feel complete and (laughs) life will begin. And all these things that aren't true. But we tell ourselves this, we're always waiting for the next thing. You know, oh, I can't wait till I retire and then I can really, you know, enjoy life. And then all of a sudden, there's this snap and everything changes and they look back the rest of their lives. Oh, I miss my job. I miss the kids. I miss my knees and hips and, you know, all this stuff. And, and, you know, the stress that all, you know, I see a lot, especially right now with people, it's just they're spending way too much time time traveling. And because we don't know what's going to happen or what the bad is going to be, we just have to be prepared. And, you know, like you said, you know, be in the moment, take each day at a time. Yeah. Yeah. Do you, yeah. Do you find that with your clients when you're working with them, that they're spending too much time in their head and not enough time in their bodies?
1: Yeah. And I think it's a combination of spending more time in their body to get present. Because I think if we spend time in our body when we're in physical activity, we can't really be outside of ourselves. We are in that like when you're on the water and you're trying to balance, if you're on one leg standing in the studio, you're trying to balance. You're the most present you'll be probably for the whole day <laughs> yeah. because it's all you can think about is I like, don't want to fall. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. That's that's that. That's the infinite moment. And then as I was sharing with some students recently, it's like watching a sunset and the most beautiful, magical sunset. And you're, you're in it and you're experiencing it. And it's just amazing. And then the instant you say out loud or to someone else, isn't this beautiful? You're no longer in the moment. Yeah. You're comparing it to something or so, uh, mm-hmm. you've taken yourself mm-hmm. completely out of the moment. Yeah. And I love that comparison in the sense that, We do that all the time. I'm right now talking to you. This is all I have going on. I'm not worried about what I have to do next or what I just finished doing. We're just having a conversation. I don't know what you're going to say next. I could start to think about what you're going to say next, Mm -hmm. which is what a lot of people do in conversation. (laughs) We think, oh, if he says this, I'll say, and that was something that I I must've been 20 something. And I I had this realization. I was in a conversation. I can't tell you who it was. And I was watching the conversation in my head go for, I don't even know how long. And then they stopped talking and I hadn't heard a single thing they'd said. Yeah. Cause
2: and you're I, planning on I where I woke it's going up to it. Yeah. And I just
1: went, Whoa, what just happened there? And in that second I was like, okay, I need to get, I need to just listen. I need yes. to hear what's happening here with my ears what's happening right now and then choose to respond or whatever the next thing is, it'll come up. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: And it's, that's a constant practice. I, I believe, I think we're always kind of dancing that road of past, present and current, right? We're past, present, present, future, past, present, present, future. And the more we dance back and forth, we start to find that smaller gap of, okay, I'm more present than not. But in this current time, in this kind of atmosphere, we're, we're so far in the future of what's going to happen and trying to predict it with absolutely no way of knowing what's going to happen next. I, When this first started for us for travel, you know, we love to travel, as I know you guys do. We love to go far off destinations. And I at one point just said, if I never go anywhere, I'm OK with that. And it just dropped the need to think, mm-hmm. oh, where are we going to go next and start mm-hmm. planning ahead for it. Yeah. Of course, if I get to travel again, I want to go. Yeah. But I don't need to think about that right now. Mm-hmm. So allow it to just be what it's going to be and, and wait for that decision or that deciding factor. I mean, we we don't know until someone says this is how it's going to be. To your point, if you're at the doctor's office and you might be getting test results it could be really good news could be really bad news but you never know until the person says this is the news
0: yeah, yeah it reminds me of i had a, a patient of mine um recently well within within the last year she had sent me a message and she had taken the uh, my course live and we talk you know we, of course we talk about the time traveling and, and the issues yeah. we can have with it but one thing that i i brought up is how the problem with us spending too much time in the future is we create this future in our head about how everything's going to be. And then mm-hmm. if it doesn't work out, then we have to mourn the loss of this imagined future. Yeah. And you know, I shared the example of miscarriages and how, you know, you the, <laughs> I have an issue with these early pregnancy tests you know where right. you can tell w- way too early,
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: And then, you know, so oh, they know it like four, or six weeks, and you know, two weeks later, there's a miscarriage. And majority of the time, when there's a miscarriage, is because the body's like, this isn't viable; Ready. it's not safe for yeah. you. This needs to happen. And so I mentioned how you know in the past I've had patients where, you know, dealing and letting go of the the pain of that miscarriage is very difficult because. Once they get pregnant, they start creating this image and this this, this uh this future of who this child is, what it's going to be like, where it's you know, how it's the yes. marriage, everything. and they've invested so much into something that isn't real. And when they lose that, now they're not just mourning those cells that didn't work out, they're they're mourning their the child that they've raised. You yeah. know, 20, 30 years in their head and the grandchildren and, and all yeah. of this stuff. And she had um, sent me a message not too long ago, and same thing had happened to her. <laughs> we had talked right. about this, and here she had, she was trying to get pregnant, had a miscarriage late, and was, you know, you know initially she was just heartbroken, and then she said she rem- remembered right. these things. And it, she just said, you know, I, it's like it saved my life not having to go there and deal with that pain. And she was able to let it go, kind of move on. And within a matter of months, she had a viable pregnancy. She's like, you know, quite far along now. And it's, but I think it's that ability to just be with the moment and be okay with where life is going. It sets you up and creates that space to receive later on. For sure. Yeah. Do you, for sure. Do you see that in your work?
1: Um, I would say, yeah, I mean, I think we see it in everything we do as, as human beings. Um, But a lot of times that might show up, uh, say, in a physical practice on the yoga mat, of wanting to achieve wanting to get Mm -hmm. the pose wanting to, you know, I want to do a handstand, I want to do this big elaborate pose. And the more I teach and the more I practice, it's so much less about achievement and so much more about presence and awareness. Mm-hmm. But we all need goals and things to strive for it's what it's how we grow it's how we push our boundaries but we definitely see it in that well if I don't achieve this then i'm I'm not good enough, I'm not a good yogi i I can't do that pose people say that but people say it. Before they even come to a yoga class, <laughs> <laughs> they'll just say to me, oh, you teach yoga? I can't go to yoga. I'm too stiff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm just like, well, that's, but
2: that's why it's there.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you've just completely null and voided why, why you just said you should do yoga because yeah. you're really stiff.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And it's mm-hmm. exactly in that same realm of, well, I've already just diminished it and I can't do it because I, in my head, that's not what it is. But we set ourselves up all the time with these expectations on the paddleboard. Similar things happen, more so I'd say with um, really active and athletic people show up to paddleboard, and there might be runners or gym gym goers, um, and they get on the paddleboard and they can't stand up. Hmm. And they think, well, wh- why can't I do this? Like, I'm really fit. I'm really active. But they haven't developed the other subtle body movements, the ability to balance all of your... Uh, fast twitch muscles aren't firing and and now they've kind of diminished themselves before they've even you know they they thought they were going to be the rock star and now they've gone the other way and they mm-hmm. feel like oh, i'll never be able to achieve this yeah. and we cut ourselves off before we even give ourselves an opportunity and i think that is a big piece to mental health because yeah. we right away are jumping into i am going to do this i am going to get there but we need to give ourselves the space to actually move into it. And we don't do that. We we have these high expectations and we don't meet them. We're mourning the loss. And we're like, oh, well, I'll never get there. And I guess going back to even our your question around like courage and having the courage to look past those moments, we all are going to set ourselves up to, hey, I want to do this. When I first wanted to make the national team and didn't make the team, I was heartbroken. And I thought... I'll never, it's not meant for me. It's not meant to be. And I then flipped it for myself and said, well, if I put in the work, I'm going to put in as much work as I can. I'm going to do my very best. And then if I don't make it, I'll be okay with it because I'll have then done my very best. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I put the work in, I did the work and I made the team and I got, I got to that level. I didn't, I didn't win, but I made the team. Yeah. And I still am always striving. Hey, I, I want to. We all want to win. We all want to be our <laughs> our best version. We all have that little piece. Even those that say I'm not competitive, there's still a small piece in there that says, if you if you won, you'd be pretty happy with oh, of yourself.
2: Course,
1: yeah. <laughs> so as we're striving to those things, but we also need to respect where we are in the journey, where we are on the path, and
2: mm-hmm.
1: you know, I made the team at I was probably 39, and I was like. I never thought I'd be on a national team at that age. I never dreamed of it. I wanted to be a an equestrian back when I was young on the Canadian yeah. team and let that dream go a long time ago. And then realized riding waves is like riding horses. So I made a different team. Yeah. And, you know, you can still still strive in those directions. And I think people should have goals and visions of what they want, but also to be compassionate with ourselves in where we're at in the in the system, and right now, especially, I think COVID time, as I refer to it, is kind of giving us an opportunity to be present, to reflect back, and to look forward, but to also get really aware of what have we been doing that we don't need to be doing, and what do we really want to be doing to get to where we actually want to go. Mm-hmm. And our mind will keep bringing us back to the same cycle. In yoga, we call it samskaras. When you're in a samskara, you're in a cycle. And until you break that cycle, you're still in the cycle. And not to say you have to break every cycle. Some, some things are positive. We have positive habits. We have negative habits. But if we break them every now and again, we then see a new path. We can create a new cycle. Mm-hmm. But if we never break the cycle, nothing ever changes. Yeah.
2: Hmm.
0: You know, it's interesting. I was, you know, I, when I think of, you know, stand up paddle boarding, you know, it just makes me think of that imagery of you, like you said, you have to really be in the moment when you're on that board. Because if you're not, you're going to go right off. And mm-hmm. I, you know, again, I can remember the first times I'm on the board, you know, you're <laughs> like this, side by side, just your yeah. legs are just going and you're, because you're overthinking it yeah. and there's not this trust in your body that if I just relax, it's going to know what to do yeah. and it'll, it'll do this, you know? Um, and it takes, it takes that time to kind of get there with it and to trust, you know, that, cause really most of those boards, they're so big and wide that <laughs> you have to really work to, to fall off of them. Yeah. But to trust in your body's ability to, you know, that the more you relax, the more stable you're going to be on that board. Yeah. It's, it's hard to, to give into that. Like I, um, you know, to share with everyone else, I remember one time you and I were at the outdoor show in Calgary oh, yeah.
2: and you asked yeah, me yeah. to come
0: down and Christy brought boards and they have a big pool set up. And uh, we ended up doing some movement on one board together. Yeah, which I think was incredibly brave by for you, because that's like, <laughs> you know, you put me, you know, like 120 pound you and me on a board. That's like 600 pounds. <laughs>
2: yeah,
0: <laughs> not even close. But. <laughs> but, you know, you're we get on this board and I'll, I'll try to I'll post a picture in the video in the video eventually. But yeah. I could not get over the amount of trust you had in me mm. to to one get on that board with me at the same time we're in a yoga pose i can't even yeah. remember which one it was
1: i think we were in half pigeon face to face i definitely yeah. remember the one i think we did a few different ones yeah but it's funny how you say that That and i i've heard that through students before like you have a lot more trust in me than i have in myself yeah and and i don't really know where that comes from for me, like, I just, I guess I see in people more possibility than they see in themselves. And perhaps because someone saw that in me. And I also have a lot of trust in if, if someone will listen to what I'm going to say. And I think that's where, when I'm directing a, the practice so on the water, especially if someone truly listens to what I tell them to do, they'll be able to do it. Yeah. That much I know. And so with you, I knew that you were willing to hear what I needed you to do. And because you were willing to hear and do as I asked, that we would be successful. Yeah. But I also had that small chance that we could get wet yeah. too.
0: <laughs> but we didn't. And it looked but awesome. We got everyone, like there's a whole crowd around watching yeah. us do it. And then of course, then I'm getting all cocky. I got back on my own board <laughs> and I can't, I think I did a... Can you
1: follow with your phone in your pocket?
0: Uh, I No, I, I'm pretty sure I took my phone you know. off. Okay. But I was wearing jeans <laughs> and a t-shirt. Oh, that's
1: what it was. <laughs> <Yeah>. And <laughs> really I... Good yoga wear.
0: Yeah, I think I was doing... Uh, um, uh, I can't remember if I was trying to do a... Uh, like, I, I can't remember which movement was. Either it was a headstand I or I was trying to get up on one foot and do yeah, something great. Something like, like a... I don't know, something stupid. And uh, I went a little too far with it. And of course, I went in and yeah. everyone enjoyed um, me falling in. It was it was quite oh, impressive. Yeah.
1: Everyone always enjoys someone else falling yeah. in. <laughs> but it, it actually reminds me of when I first started um, doing yoga on the paddleboard. Like the almost the very first time I ever did yoga on a paddleboard was truly where I found effort and surrender
2: mm-hmm.
1: and we talk about effort and surrender in yoga all the time to like you've got to be strong but you have to soften at the same time and it's like softening the outer for the inner you know frame to stay strong and when I started yoga I practiced a lot of hot yoga a lot of power yoga that was my go-to style very very yang very a type I would call it mm-hmm. and then I got on the paddle board and went oh if i try to fight this if i try to muscle it by over effort i'm going swimming for yeah. sure but also on the same hand if i under work i'm also going to go in yeah so it's back to that like being so present on the paddle board. whether you're just paddling or you're doing yoga is that ability to surrender a little of your ego a little of your like okay i can breathe and And go, I always say to people when they first stand up, just take a breath, Mm -hmm. just stand up and take a breath. Like, don't even do anything else. (laughs) (laughs) Just relax. And, and you'll, and you'll find it. And the success is, is huge. And when people get it, and it's the moment people start talking to me about something that's not paddleboard related, that Mm. I know that they're now relaxed.
2: Yeah. Oh, that's a good they'll spend cue. those
1: first 15, 20 minutes just like super in the like, yeah, I'm so present. I got to figure this out. I got to force it. And then the instant they're like, so when you're paddleboarding or when like when you're not paddleboarding, what are you doing? And they start talking to me. I go, oh, OK, you're you're good now. Yeah, You're, yeah. you're finally here. You're yeah. finally aware. <laughs> yeah.
0: You're so aware as a teacher. That's super
2: cool. <laughs> <laughs> it's
1: it's pretty neat. I mean, years of doing it, it's um, you just become i guess more present to what your students are going through and mm-hmm. you know i i can do a lot of things on my paddleboard now i couldn't do a couple of years ago you know paddle on one foot and walk around on my board while they're you know just trying to stand up and it also inspires so it's kind of like going to your yoga class and you see the teacher doing inversions or backbends that so you're like whoa i want to be able to do that but you have to also be willing to do the work to get there yeah and it took me nine years of work to get where i am and it's a lot of hours and a lot of practice and a lot of training um just as why we go to you know people in in your work in your profession of you've done a lot of work you've worked with a lot of people you have something to provide and kind of looping back to our mental health piece is being around people who've done the work and are are able to support and recognize sort of where you're going and what you need to, to get, to get there. And sometimes it doesn't look like sitting on a couch with a therapist,
2: Mm -hmm. (laughs)
1: you know, sometimes it looks like going for a paddleboard lesson Mm -hmm. and getting on your mat or even turning on an online yoga class and doing that work with you know, you might you might be fearful of being with people right now, and I get that. I don't want to be around a lot of people right now, mm-hmm. but you can still have a conversation and connect and and learn something from that that perspective.
0: Yeah. It's really interesting. I like what you said about uh, you know surrendering, but. Uh, would you say, what was the other, an ability or oh, effort. effort? Effort and surrendering? Effort and surrender, yeah. Because that fits with the time traveling because I find when mm-hmm. I talk to patients about getting into the moment, it, if they try too hard, mm. then they focus too much on their thoughts. Yes. And then they get caught in that trail of thoughts. Well, where did this thought come from? What, what made me think of this? And they get all caught up with it. We're trying too hard. And right. if you don't try at all, then you just get into these habits of just your mind wandering and going off. So it's finding that balance of trusting yourself to be, you know, to not overdo it, but, you know, surrendering to the moment at the same time. It's, and like with anything, like you said, it takes time and hours and effort and eventually Mm -hmm. that comes. And that's something that, uh, you know, I think, especially with mental health, you know, I always try to explain to the patients that there's, you know, there's your hardware and your software. Mm. And, you know, I can fix your hardware. You know, I can take a look at the graph and balance you out and giving your body what you need clear out that excess out of the system and you can feel grounded. And then you need to work on your software by rewriting it. Right. Because our software is like how we think and how we deal with our emotions and all that. But if we don't fix the hardware first, asking someone to rewrite their software when their hardware is still messed up, it's it's cruel and unkind. Right. Um, but, you know, to we have to kind of approach it from both ends. So I say to patients, okay, you know, you, you're doing well, you're balancing out, now you've got to do the hard work. you got to put the effort in every day. And so, even if you're catching yourself, you know, after you're feeling depressed <laughs> and feeling anxiety, you're recognizing that connection and each time you do it, you can get yeah. closer and closer to that point where you're stopping it before it even becomes something. Yeah. yeah. Well, uh, yeah.
1: And that goes right to when I was learning to be in the water again, mm-hmm. every time I'd go back into it, I was aware I was more aware each cycle of how, how much you were in it and how, how much I was in it and how much I was pulling back from it. And you're, yeah, efforting and surrendering back and forth. You're going, okay, I'm doing too much, not enough. And it's, you know, it's all about balance. That's what we always say, but it's mm-hmm. it truly is. Yeah. You've Got to find all the elements. I I lean a lot into water, as you know, but I have a heavy earth quality too. I I enjoy being in the forest, and mm-hmm. if I feel ungrounded, water is not always the best thing for me. Um, but getting in the forest and getting into nature um, kind of brings another layer. And yeah. I went through a phase of that last year where all I wanted to do was be in the forest. And I think it's if you can trust that your inner knowing knows you, you follow it and go and do those things that that call you.
0: Yeah. Well, you have some pretty magnificent forests out there.
1: <laughs> Did
0: you get into the uh, big cedar forest in Tofino while you were there?
1: no not so much we spent a lot of time catching waves
0: <laughs> yeah <laughs> we went on a few hikes through there that place oh, he, we well, yeah, we, stayed, we we stayed at middle beach
1: by like a day yeah
0: we stayed at middle beach and there's paths from middle beach all the way into uh tofino so we just walked yes. that path every day it was it was lovely oh, yeah. stunning
1: right yeah
0: yeah it's you know uh you know, all of these, all of these things just kind of remind us back to, you know, how uncertain things are at this time, but it's through, um, you know, just like, you know, someone standing on the water, <laughs> you know, trying to learn how to stand on that board. I know for me, there's something about your presence and this, this calm and this uh, just, um, you know, trust in yourself and everyone around you that just makes everyone feel so at ease. And mm. having, you know, when we're struggling and we're doing it, like we can't do it on our own. We can't, expecting us to learn anything on our own is, is a little ridiculous, but yeah. it's nice to have people like yourself in there, you know, to support us and guide us and, and lead us through things. And, you know, I know for myself, uh, you know, I don't always feel 100% confident or, you know, that I'm going to figure it out, but I'll tell you, I have, you know, my little gurus, <laughs> I never wouldn't say gurus, but people that yeah. I see and trust and, you know, just being around them. Um, like, you know, Chris, is that for me? Andy, you, these people I know that are just so charmed and uh, just, you know, this ease and confidence in them. And you're one of those people. And I just, I, I whenever we miss each other, when we head out of the coast, I always drives me crazy because I just love I hanging know. out with you and your husband because you're both such you know, just chill. Awesome people. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, and back at you. We we love being able to see you guys when you come out this way, and and we hope to get out your way one of these days. I'm yeah. sure we'll we'll get into uh, f- into a visit in the mountains somewhere yeah. or across the mountains, I should say. But uh, yeah, it's it is important, I think, for everyone to have those people you lean into when yeah, there's uncertainty and something's amiss and and like you my partner Adam he's um he's my go-to for all the things Mm -hmm. (laughs) and it's fortunate to have that that person um but also my teachers and you know Julia who I spend time through this COVID time doing breath work with she's you know been as an anchor for me even though it's as and I know as a teacher on Zoom you're teaching to a lot of faces you know And you don't always see those faces. There's a little black box with a little head and the shoulders. Mm -hmm. And and they kind of, you know, someone's there, but you don't know how you've reached them. Um, Mm. There was a chunk of time before I got on Zoom that I just did online uh, classes on social media, Facebook and Instagram. And I had so many messages from people, students I hadn't seen in years, students who had just found me and just gratitude messages of, you know, one woman I recall, she had lost her husband not that long ago. She was on her own. She she said, I felt like you were in the room with me. Mm-hmm. And, you know, those those are the things that keep me as a teacher. And although I'm on the other end of a screen, I have no idea if anyone's watching. But my one of my teachers, Baron Baptiste, years ago said, um, you teach to one, teach to all. And if you reach one person in a, a hundred, then you've done your work. And... It's, I think that's trying to remember that in these times for you know people like us who are doing work on individuals, maybe one person at a time, we don't always know how deeply we're affecting people. Um, and it's not about us knowing that, but it's allowing that to be available mm-hmm. and, and getting that, that impact. So, yeah, I mean, I thank you for all the, the information you shared, the God, we've few years back and I was going through an awful lot too you really helped me out too so it's um, yeah now doing that work with the five elements and yeah it's great
2: Oh,
0: thank you so much Keep and you know for anyone who's listening or watching if you're looking for a little bit of inspiration or support um, I'm going to put all of Christy's uh, social connects and everything if you get out to the coast you need to call Vancouver SUP Christy will take you out for a lesson she Supplies the boards, everything, and you'll see some beautiful landscapes and uh, learn how to sup. And uh, mm-hmm. it's um, she's definitely someone that you should have in your follow list to uh, kind of give you a lift every day because uh, she posts a lot, too. So that's fun. <laughs> I always know what Christy's doing because she posts so much. <laughs> yeah,
1: My stories anyway, I've kind of fallen off everywhere else. but yeah, That's OK. <laughs> if you Follow my story. You always know what I'm doing. <laughs>
0: yeah. Well, thank you so much for taking this time. I know, uh, again, you know, I have so much fun doing this and I know every time someone listens, there's always someone, like you said, there's, if we can reach the one, there's someone that's going to be listening to the stuff that this discussion on, you know, fear and anxiety is going to make a huge difference and help them overcome. And, uh, I thank you so much. You're, you're truly a rock. And, uh, you know, um, you know, I, myself, I, you know, one thing that I really believe has, uh, is really come to light through COVID is that um, you know uh, the we need we need to pay more attention to the amazing women in our lives. If we've looked at what COVID has proven to us, it's the countries that did the best and succeeded <laughs> the most were all run by women. And there's some you know we. Uh, You know, we need to have that 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 influence and that guidance, you know, from uh, powerful women in our lives to lead us up and guide us. And you're one of them for me. So thank you so much.
1: uh, Thank you so much, Jared. (laughs) Thanks for having me.
0: Yeah. You know, we really appreciate that. And we'll get this stuff up uh, because I I do think uh, it was such a fabulous discussion. I really appreciate all the things you shared. Thank you. Thank you so much. All right, everyone. Thank you to Christy, and we'll get her social stuff up and everything. You can follow her, and uh, maybe you'll be lucky enough to get out on the water with Christy. It'll be amazing. Great. Right. Thank you, everyone. What a great episode with Christy. I, I really appreciate her time. I know it was uh, we had to reschedule once or twice, and she spent so much time on the water. She said to me later that she's she's been so busy right now, like one of the busiest seasons ever, of people that want to learn SUP and get outside and get on the water. So she's been really busy. So I really appreciate the time that she uh, gave to us to have that discussion. You know, she's um, one of my favorite people. And, you know, it's uh, it's interesting, too, when you, when you look at the five elements and the personality types in the five elements. Christy has a lot of water in her. You know, she's a bit of an introvert in a way. She's great with people, but she prefers her space. And, you know, you know, her and her husband like their alone time. And she's, but she's an old soul. And with the water element, these are people that are, you know, seeking truth. They enjoy their alone time. They're not people that are going to jump up in front of everyone and want to be the center of attention. Uh, but they have this very relaxed calm energy and you know she i feel as christy like she is like water she just goes with the flow always she's so confident and um just uh you know just just a a powerful person and you know as we're getting in there talking about the water element especially you know it's very interesting uh you know talking about all those things with water and fear and all this and that uh You know, although she almost drowned as a nine-year-old to later face those fears and become someone who's truly conquered the water in that, uh, you know, she's conquered that fear and she becomes one with the water. I don't think you can ever really conquer the ocean (laughs) because it will take us all down, but she's learned to become one with it. And, uh, you know, she really is a mermaid (laughs) in so many ways, and uh, she's a very wonderful individual So thank you again, Christy, for the time and for, uh, you know, just blessing us all with your calm confidence. If you want to learn more about the five elements, personality types and all of that, you can go to jaredmccullum.thinkific.com. The link is in the description. And you can always go to jaredmccullum.com to learn more about myself, uh, acupuncture and our course And there uh, once you check out the course, you can always take the um, there's a couple free sections that you can listen to and check out on the course. And one of them is the personality test. And uh, you can learn more about what element you are. And uh, from there, if you take the course, you'll learn so much more about uh, how you deal with emotion, understand them and to let them go. Thank you so much, everyone. We're really having a lot of fun. This was my first uh, distance podcast. And, uh, Although it was a little challenging, I made one mistake there. Um, I'm learning from it, and we'll just get better each time. So I appreciate your patience. I appreciate your listening ear. And uh, we love you all. And, uh, you know, do your best to show more kindness and patience with everyone during this trying time, because the world is weird right now. But we're doing our best. Thank you, everyone. Have a lovely day. Thanks for listening.